0: E nisa burbanaka na turankina marama na zarboka na ngonelewa. Ni sema ma na salani mona libilibo kina kaka mbura kwa ya dorit ko yan yongo. Sangata munule munle vabio yer yeah. na turankina marama ban na sanetolu kunbona bura msanga kina matani tunu kanin Ladies and gentlemen boys and girls my name is Michael Cruz Andre and welcome. Yes welcome to season 4. Season four, episode one of Everyday Fijians. It's just a, it's wonderful to be back on again this season. I know it's been a bit of a break since the last one, but I'm just thankful for this opportunity to resume a fresh new season. Hopefully um, more guests coming for this season, for season four of the Everyday Fijians podcast. Before I'm um, going on, I just want to take this time and opportunity to greet all our listeners, whether it be um, listening here in Australia or literally around the world. And I just say this time as well to say a big nakabal for all your support uh throughout the podcast, you know, your your comments, your you know, the words you have um said to me, which have been very encouraging to continue on with this podcast because simply it's the everyday Fijian sharing the everyday story in the everyday world. So without further ado, without further ado, we got a we got a guest here today. Uh, as a family member of mine, uh even before I was born, you know, he already you know knew my mom before that. But ladies and gentlemen, this is this is a this is no joke. Uh, I got my cousin and literally his door is an elevator, so it, it, it's something else. But it's something else to see that. But um, apart from that, he is very successful, um, successful in his business that he is doing. Um, we'll share more about on today, and also on um, top of that, you know, being in a, a studio where he does his palm work and. Is working hard. it just shows um, that he's indeed, you know, a Fijian that it's uh, successful in his own field. So, without further ado, I welcome my cousin today, Mr. Ryan Stora. Kaz, how's it going? Very good, very good. Nice <laughs> to see you. <laughs> All right, Ben. You know, so, Kaz, we're going to start off with uh, just the basics. Yep. So, what is your full name? Uh, full name, Ryan? Right? Full name, Ryan Patrick Stora. Ryan Patrick Stora. Awesome, brother. So Ryan, where where in where in Fiji?
1: Uh, you know where you, you know your parents hail from? Yeah, so um, dad is dad's a Suva boy, so born in Tamavua. All right, born in Tamavua. Tamavua okay. and then grew up in Vasari. All right, cool, cool. And with mum, of course, she may not have a
0: uh, Fijian uh, heritage, but where what uh, what's mum's um mum's uh, background?
1: She's um she's. English and Scandinavian. Ah, Nordic. But, yeah, a bit of Nordic. So, yeah. But weirdly, her um, great-grandfather yep. was one of the first missionaries to introduce um, religion to Fiji. So oh. he, he was um, Reverend... Uh, Reverend Cahill. Car- Car- okay. So he was over there... I don't know, he's buried now in um, Somosomo. Wow!
0: All right, so Somosomo, Taguini?
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. So yeah, I remember. Mean, yeah, that's. It. I remember. sent some
1: of the documents.
0: Yeah, out, yeah, yeah. Which haven't gone through yeah. yet. But um, now just shows it's amazing. Now you, that's something that's a wonder itself. That you know, with Dad having your Nauru and you know with Fiji and war yeah. and Samoa, but then your you know your your the other, like, yeah, the yeah, other yeah, side is yeah. like there's still yeah. a Fiji link towards it. Completely. Her. Yeah. Especially it's being amazing. from a missionary, you know, sailing all the way where he was back then. Yeah. Wow, that's that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome, cause. Sorry, it was William Cross. William, William Cross, Sets. ah, yeah, William, yeah, Cross. Yeah. William Cross, William Cross, awesome man. And yeah, I will get through to those documents you send me. Yeah, yeah. so will I. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> still
1: sitting on my laptop. Awesome, awesome, guys. So Ryan, um, your upbringing. What was your upbringing like for you, bro? Um, well, it was here. Like it was um in grew up in the Southern Shire. Yep. So it was like mainly around, like, the Cronulla area. Yep, up the sharks. Up the sharks, always, <laughs> whether I liked it or not. Yeah, yeah. but I'm a Dragons supporter, yeah. whatever. Continue on, bro, continue on. Yeah, um, no, it was just, it was, it was great. It was a mix of, I mean, predominantly dad's side, which is, like, I mean, I guess unusual being closely connected to the paternal side. But it was, which is why, you know, my... my kind of knowledge and love for Fiji's always been there it's kind of always been ingrained in my life and mm. growing up remembering like an auntie coming over for a few months everyone yeah. every few months it's like handing me over as a baby to every single auntie that ever came and it was great I mean just a, that kind of sense of community that Fijian sense of community yes, but yes. within I mean within I guess the Shire which is like a very I guess waspy area so it's yep. a Nice contrast. And for, dad,
0: and for Dad as well, probably we said this, you know, being in the Shire and around the beaches, did it for him give that sense of, sense of feeling like he was at home back
1: in Fiji? Yeah, look, I think so. I mean, I think for Dad, he was ready. He moved here when he was 12. Yep. So I think he and his brother, um, James's father, Frank, Yes, yes. they just wanted to kind of live the... Crazy Australian life, so they they <laughs> yeah. they, they adapted pretty quickly. Instead. Shout out
0: to James James Store of the this because surely, um, um you know it's amazing how you just mentioned that. He mentioned that in the podcast, the Clink, um, in regards to you know, in regards to you yeah. know, the uncle's upbringing that you're living that, that wild Australian yeah. life, and you know, it's just amazing, you know, with that sort of you know that sort of lifestyle they had back then. But back to you, right? Um, how about when it came to you know, prior, you know, your you know, as you mentioned, you know being passed around with the aunties, you know, being carried. Yeah. So how about, you know, when going into, you know, the early days of primary school, you know, what was it like for you back then, Um, you know, being raised,
1: you know, going to a you know school or just the basics in general? Look, it was good. I mean, look, I think part of it was, you know, my parents wanted us to kind of go to the best schools. Mm. So it was like sent us off to private schools, made sure we got the best education. Um, It was... It was, it was kind of strange I was the, the one kid who kind of had a bumbu picking him up from school So yeah. it was like this, this real contrast Like little When I was younger I had like blonde hair So a little blonde white kid With this like Fijian woman picking him up
0: well, so, yeah, What was that, what, what is that like when you know, your friends saw You know when your friends saw that you know, One of your bumbo's picking you up But they saw you say, oh, you know, said you know, Hold you know, on yeah, What's going on know What's yeah. the haps here would they?
1: Would you try to explain it in your own way back then as a child? Not really. For me, it just it just was what it was. It made sense. I yep. never. I mean, obviously, grew up with it, so I didn't question it. I guess. I mean, they probably had questions, but they never asked. So mm. I think it just. I mean, look, it was. I guess a time where people just accepted. You know, there was a bit of everything. Mm. Everyone, everyone was kind of around, and
0: we were we were a bit of everything, right? Is it means like they were slowly accepting. You know, what, like, you know, how can I say, multiculturalism was slowly being accepted into the community. As in before, yeah. it was sort of, it was sort of challenging at times because the reason why I mentioned that is because sometimes, you know, you know, back then, you know, they, they'll judge a person by, you know, the colour of their Absolutely, skin. Absolutely, yeah. They'll look odd. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. that colour, you know, yeah. he's, he's regarded as, you know, probably not intelligent, not smart yeah, or something like that. But, you know, just with you mentioned, was that in a way... You know, it was slowly, slowly moulding in that multiculturalism
1: was being more accepted than rather being challenged before then. Yeah, look, I'd like to think so. Like, I know, you know, I've heard stories of um, my grandfather and when he was here, like, living in a place like Cronulla, which was, like, very white, suburban. Yeah. And back then in the 60s would have been, like, he's, I've heard some horrific stories, but... Mm. I'd look, I'd, I'd like to hope that it was then at a stage when I was growing up, a, a lot had changed and people were much more accepting of Nice, that, yeah. Know. Yeah, because it just reminds me of a story. Shout out to Grandpa Tony.
0: I'm hoping <laughs> he, he doesn't hear this one. I you know, still going strong. He Grandpa wouldn't know Tony. how to work <laughs> any device. To... So I remember um, there was one time when Mum Mom shared me the story, um, you know, about, mentioned about, your know, community multiculturalism. Yeah. Uh some Grandpa Tony, he was eating a piece of cassava and there was a there was one part, I think it was European, I think it was Polish. Um shout out to all the Polish people. So um, he was eating the he was eating cassava and unfortunately one of the one with the of the, the Polish person said he, he said, oh, oh, this is the food we give to the pigs and bro he yeah. got cut like yeah, he was about yeah, to, yeah. you know. Yeah. And unfortunately it's, it's sometimes your multiculturalism, it's a, it's a blessing, to bless you, but at times it can be it can sometimes be in a curse in a way with one person with one culture they, they use food or whatever the case may be for one particular um, uh, service or item but with others
1: they use it in a, in a different kind of situation yeah, yeah, for example yeah, a piece yeah. of cassava yeah look it is a shame because I mean I know back in that time it was also something that yeah, a lot of people who moved here were trying to like assimilate, yeah, uh, just kind of blend in, and mm. things like that made it hard. I mean, especially comments like that, yeah. It's just kind of like cutting. And I guess there's like a lot of resentment mm. in an older generation towards that kind of comment. And I mean, I think that they're also a part of the journey to where we are now. Yes. without them, you know, we're, yes, we're now at a place where things are so much better. I mean, still a little bit of improvement, to yeah, go, but yep, it's like you know, so much better than it was at that stage, especially in places like Cronulla. <laughs> awesome, bro.
0: But back to that, Ryan, you know, one thing, because you, you were born before me, you knew mum before I was even born. Um, what was it like, you know, like, I still try to imagine, you know, mum would tell me the stories of her time during primary school back in Fiji, but how about for you here, you know, if, you know, especially being born here in, uh, in Australia, what was it like for you back then during school, like in comparison
1: to now? Look, it was... um. It was it was okay. I mean, we, it was a hard kind of situation. I guess. Sir, well, sir, sorry, sorry, sorry to
0: interrupt you. I'm right. Was discipline still then, um Was discipline still around it when you were
1: in uh, primary school, so? It was. It was. I think it was on the out, so it wasn't as severe. Yep. But it, it was still there. There was still, you know, there was still quite some. I also went to like a Catholic school, which was quite strict. So mm. it was like. I mean, I mean things like pulling your socks up, making sure your socks stay up, making sure your shirts tucked in. That kind of discipline was very much there. Pulling your well, Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Pulling your socks know. up. Yeah. So, you can't have, scrunch your socks, there <laughs> I think that, do they still
0: apply? I don't know if they still apply that today, but I'm just, I'm just. I doubt I'm it just trying to get it around my head, cause because. You know, sometimes socks, they just go down. Especially they generally go down, yeah. They lose elasticity yes. and drop down. So, but the, were there some methods you tried? Like putting tape or...?
1: Elastic bands at ah, the top, Ah, yeah. okay, all right, all right. Which was, like, quite bad, because at the end of the day, you'd kind of have, a like, a crease in your leg that wasn't really... wasn't the most comfortable.
0: All right, cool, man. Now, on top of that as well, you're not only the only child, of course, you've got a brother, so I have yes. Kale. Shout out to Kale, Star Wars fanatic. Hopefully you be hearing this, cuz... But, um, see, you know, with primary school, how about sibling you know, with, um, with Kale, you know? Was there sort of that sibling rivalry or would you, you know, work together sometimes but they fight each other sometimes or, you know, that sort of classic sibling, you know, the sibling, sibling yeah. sort
1: of way? Um, look, primary school, not so much. He was two years above me. Yep. Yeah. So I kind of was like, you know, I mean, he, there, there were a few times I do remember he used to look out for me as a big brother. Like, if he saw any bullying, he'd be like and he's a big guy so yeah so
0: shout out to <laughs> <laughs> shout
1: out to Guys, cuz you hear this you know you're the big you know the big body guy still
0: so yeah 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 um, man you know you're you're the size of a um, bro you're the size of
1: a beast you know that mate you know so <laughs> not to be missed brother
0: not to be missed yeah but so that was, that was
1: definitely an advantage yeah i um, look no rivalry at all really i mean at home yeah probably because <laughs> like, he used to like play really heavy music and that used to drive me insane but yep. As far as school, it was more a protective rather than anything else which was great. Ideal. Nice, nice cause. Alright, and entering into high school of course you mentioned you're
0: in a Catholic high school. Um, you know, this you know, especially when it came to your uh, your presentation, socks up, shirt sucking, yeah. ties as well. Ties as well. Ties as well yeah. and just the basics. But how about when you look at um, I always bring this up with most of the guests in regards to, you know, your education that or you know, just in regards to high school and primary school. Uh, what, what, what things do you see that have um, changed over the years? Like for myself, you now I would say to myself, you know, back in my day, I know I sound old when I say <laughs> that, is that we use textbooks, you know, the good old chalkboard, yeah. the whiteboard. But then you see kids now, you know, in order to do your... I've heard this from
1: parents today. In order to do your work, you've got to have the latest gizmo. Yeah, laptops. I mean, people won't... I, I've heard teachers don't accept handwritten essays. I mean, yeah, that was a it. big thing when I got a, when I got to do something on a typewriter. like yeah. back when typewriters. Yeah, <laughs> there were the there were the. I, mean, was the I, I felt fancier. Yeah, like yeah, new yeah. technology. Yeah, but yeah, no, I mean, just I guess things like that, like, and that that would also be another issue. I guess that's a whole new set of issues. Having you know everyone wanting the right type of technology, not wanting you know a crappy old computer. Mm. It's like that's I guess the new version of. Um, what we went through and wanting the cool clothes, I guess. So mm. it's like, I guess there's a whole new kind of world of that that I don't know. But, yeah, no, it's um definitely, a str- it would be strange. I kind of started on the end of, uh, this is not the end, At the start of technology. So I know my final two years in high school were like 98, 99. And that's when Windows and the computers. Windows, yeah. computers, yeah. like,
0: did you I, play, oh bro? Did
1: you ever play Math Blaster on the Yeah, yeah. It. <laughs> good it, old man. Math Blaster. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool, man. And I think I mean, look in a way, I think it's it's good because there's uh, I mean, with so many different types of people, there's different ways they learn things. So like having computers, I guess, are an advantage to some, and you know, ho- hopefully not a disadvantage to everyone. But um, just that that way, like I remember as soon as that came through I was like fuck it sorry excuse me sorry about that ladies and gentlemen <laughs> continue on I was, yeah I love math as I was like, loved it because it's like it was a way of learning something that I could you know interact with in a way that I understood mm. you know? like I guess more visuals I was much more of a visual person nice, which nice. is I guess what led me to do what I do yes and,
0: all right cool let's get straight in, and then you know this first high school so uh, when was your first Trip to Fiji uh, Right When was the first time You actually landed Took the, took the plane Went to Sydney airport You're going to the Fiji Islands. Yeah.
1: So the first time Was um 1998 1998 Yeah I wow. was 17 Yep And I'd, I'd just taken A year off Not a year Like six months off school Yep For like being a bit of a troubled student, yep. Um, came down. I was mum sent me down to dad in Sydney because I was living in North Queensland at the time.
0: Shout out to all the North Queensland. Family up in Queensland. Up in,
1: yeah. Yep. Up in North Queensland. Yep. So we're yeah. So I actually after um, I finished high school up there. Yep. So moved there, around eleven. Moved up to North Queensland and then, you know, started thinking I could do whatever I wanted and did, and then mum. Obviously, had, I had issues with school, wasn't going to school, mm. you know, being a bit of a brat. Mum was like, right, you're going down to your father, you're going to work with him for a while. So okay. it like, threw me into, like, laboring. <laughs> 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 so I was cleaning bricks, so I was, like, Boy, pulling hard. nails out of... The hard kingdom. yards, it was, bro, the oh, hard yards, yeah. It's, I mean, look, it was it was a, the perfect solution, because it did, it just kind of pulled me into line. Yeah, that's made, it. Made I was just going to say that, that. so it puts you back in your lane. Yeah. Maybe realise school's not that hard. Hmm. You know, like going and working as a labourer is a problem <laughs> so, ah. like,
0: so it made you so by putting it back in your lane, it made you think, bro,
1: you know, education is yeah, school. What I, mean, yeah. I should have yeah. <laughs> I was sitting in a classroom all day taking notes, like and now I'm pulling nails pulling out. Pulling nails timber. out, you know, probably getting growled yeah. at, yelled at, you not know, so do that, your work. That was um so then yeah, this is the lead up to my first trip to Fiji. Yep, so yep. went down there, worked for I think it was like six to eight months. Yep and then when i finished the intention was to go back to queensland to finish school to finish year 12. um and then did like a trip because i mean obviously i was making money so it saved up all my money staying with Bumbo, so it was like she was feeding me rent-free like got to love that fiji in hospitality that year. yeah yeah and then um then took myself over to fiji um, which was amazing but i mean looking back it wasn't i wasn't there to connect with family in the way i did later I was there to just go drinking with cousins. Mm. So that's sort of that the young life. The young life. So yeah. just go, it's like, all right, no,
0: just go do my thing, just be a yeah. young person, you know? Yeah, all going right.
1: to O'Reilly's, having drinks. Oh, <laughs> right. right. Drinking yes. grog with, like, random people. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah.
0: You know? Cool, just... all right. Yeah. Happened, but also on top of that, because, you know, your first trip back in 90, 90, Um, what things did you see? Like, as, a young, as much as you went to go hang around with young people and... You know, you know, that those sort of lifestyle went in. It. But did not in a way show you um, the Fijian way of life? Like yeah. how things were done differently back home
1: as it is done here? Very much. Look, I think the one thing that I noticed instantly was the sense of community. Mm. Like strong, strong, like didn't matter. I mean, didn't matter that I was like this white kid running around. People accepted you and loved you and even if there's, like, a touch of Fiji, and it's, like, they embrace that. It's, like... it, Like, people who weren't even family treat you like family, treat you like, you know, you've been part of their life, the, their entire life. And that was something that I still... I mean, still take away from it now, but then it was, like, that was the biggest impression I got. Just having that connection and and just love from people. People, mm. like, really genuinely care and genuinely want, you know, the best for you and to be with you and to... Feed you and I love to eat, so I love being fed. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, just yeah, it's just like that nurturing kind of component, and I guess it is. It's like like that village mentality. It's mm. like together we can be like a stronger group of people.
0: And it's amazing how you see. You know, there's that saying. It takes an, it takes a community to raise an individual. But yeah, so by you mentioning community, it's sort of that you know. Instilled in the Fijian way of life, of you know, trying to raise individuals is the best way they can, yeah. can be, and you know, the the rest of the journey is entirely up to the individual some yeah, yeah, somewhere yeah. some manner. But another awesome thing, right? So we look, we're going to do a bit of an icebreaker now. Okay. So since you mentioned about food and about community, so I call this the four course meal. So in previous episodes, I did three course but now I'm going to do four courses because we're including you said yeah. We're stepping it up. And it's season four. <laughs> and it's season four. That's it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome, bro. All right. So we've got... So it's all about Fijian cuisine. So we've got... Bro, can Sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, we've got an elevator as the door. So I know I'm going to keep mentioning, but, bro, not every day you go to a house where the elevator is the door. But yeah. let, back to what I was saying. <laughs> so we've got breakfast, lunch dinner and dessert. Fijian cuisine over the years, Well
1: we will start? Alright, breakfast. Um, breakfast. Look, I love a bit of fried cassava. Okay. For breakfast. Yep. Um, as far, look, as far as Fijian, my memories of Fijian breakfast are wheat fix That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Not that that's what I would choose. But I think, I mean, I do remember having like fried eggs and fried cassava
0: yeah and what I think you know, when you mentioned wheat bix as well is because when you came over this oh, he's, Aussie, he's an Aussie kid I think so yeah I want to get him the wheat bix the wheat bix it the, was right. the classic I was, I was the like, same yeah. bird as well when yeah, I yeah, went yeah, yeah. even though it was tanned, I'm not a Fijian but I still yeah. like that Aussie mentality alright wheat bix fried cassava eggs as well yeah alright
1: maybe we'll scrap the wheat bix we'll just go fried eggs alright like... let's
0: scrap the wheat bix yeah. alright
1: let's go to um, lunch ah <laughs> lunch is um, lunch is kakonda uh, and ama. Like, right. and cassava. Boom. Fried cassava again? I could go fried or boiled. All right, fried or boiled. Surprise Boom. me. You know? All right. All right, dinner. Uh, dinner, look. <clears throat> I would say I have, I mean, I grew up on a classic chicken curry. Yep. I'd still like one of my favorites as a staple every week. <laughs> I would say that or uh, maybe like, Fish, Oh Wow, you love your seafood, bro. I love the
0: seafood. <coughs> I love it. All right, if you got enough room in your stomach, bro, dessert
1: always. Um, pff, dessert would probably be. I don't know, like maybe like a loloban. All right, nice and I sweet. Guess, yeah. Finish after the evening with Finish something off, nice and yeah. sweet.
0: Awesome. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's Ryan's four course meal. Yeah, so, you so know. a bunch of seafood and cassava and lollabuns. Now yours is simply not. Yours is like it's 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 really light. Some of the visitors I've had, bro, it's like I think to myself at the end of the podcast <laughs> when I'm listening, say, bro, do they have? I mean, we're gonna eat all this food every, all you know throughout the day, but just yeah. shows the Fijian cuisine and the diversity in food as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on. Let's move on, cuz so of course you know the main reason for the podcast here is of course you're involved in you know with pearls and you know uh, Fijian um how what's that word uh when it comes to pearls and you know the the Fijian heritage you know the Fijian yeah, yeah. sort of history sides when it comes to you know like you know ornaments or so so of course you got your own Instagram page with Bram Ryan store. Um, it's, which is on Instagram, ladies and gentlemen. We've around, how many, what, 27,000 followers? 28. 28. 28. 28,000. up last week. Yeah, 28,000 <laughs> 28, followers. So it shows it's a big following. But I'm um, saying that, Kaz, what was the reason behind starting the, you know, doing this? What was the reason? Well, how did this all begin for you? Uh, basically,
1: look, it, it began because I was, um, after high school... I wouldn't say I was lost... But I just kind of wanted to go off... And explore the world a little more... So... Mm. Be living in like North Queensland... Which was quite a remote community... Um, oh sorry to interrupt you Ryan... Sorry... No um, You know your
0: first trip... Going back to your first trip to Fiji... Yeah... When you went back to Queensland... Did you see like similarities between Queensland much, and Fiji? Yeah... Very much... I've been to Queen North Queensland... Like for me bro... When I went... Like I've been to Cairns, and Townsville... Yeah... yeah. When I landed... Like when I went into Townsville... When I landed in Townsville... I thought to myself, bro, I think I'm in Nandi airport. It is, yeah. Because it's just the yeah, same yeah, yeah. setting, it's palm trees, you know, mountains, the weather. The, weather. the people, like the, yeah. f-
1: like a big um, Papua New Guinean yes. like, community. Papua New PNG and TI community. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, man. Sorry, bro. Continue. No, no, guys, no, but continue. that's important. I mean, I think that's also something that kind of like <clears throat> continued that need to kind of go back and which is why I constantly need to go back now. It's like that familiar feeling. It's mm. like you know, it's a just a another world of experience that you do not yeah. really put your finger on mm. until you're there. Yes, yes, um, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Sorry. So, <laughs> back to, so back <laughs> to yeah. that. That was um. Yes, yeah, so I moved to I'd moved to Melbourne after school because I mean also I was like eighteen at the stage. So I was like I was too cool for that kind of community. So you had to go down boom. the yeah. further south the better. Yeah, so I went down to Melbourne, kind of just like. Didn't know what I was doing. I was going to go to uni, but then decided not to. Um, and then just started working, worked like a bit of hospitality, worked in bars, worked at Nando's for a while. I oh, love their chicken. Sorry, the, I love the chicken. I love the chicken cuz, but man, the prices is so expensive. It's it's
0: like, bro, am I, you know, it's like I might as well go to KFC, man. Yeah. And they had one in Cogra, but they closed
1: down. Too expensive. So yeah, it's yeah. expensive. It's like it's crazy. I don't know, it's like a mixture between a restaurant and a takeaway shop. When I, the one I worked in Melbourne, which was in South Yarra, so quite an affluent area, they were more a restaurant, so it was table service. And I think maybe when they started the franchise it was more that, like a restaurant, but then the franchise kind of turned it into more of a fast food but then still at an expensive price. Fast, yeah like 20 dollars
0: for a quarter of a chicken what <laughs> yeah bro no. yeah i saw the i because I, I, the first time i tasted nando so ladies and gentlemen those that are living out of outside of australia i think nando's is still a global it's a global restaurant yeah. but uh yeah nando's is a sort of uh, portuguese chicken portuguese chicken yeah. portuguese chicken yeah. and they serve other sides as well but i i kid you not when you look at for the prices here in australia um, it's pretty ridiculous, um like a fifty dollar meal, yeah, it's a fifty dollar meal, so it's like it's not your everyday food, it's sort of like your gourmet food or like a n- night out, or if you're into Portuguese food, it's like that'll be the recommend you know that'll be my recommendation to you if you want to taste of Portugal, but yeah. i'm i I don't have Portugal Portuguese blood, yeah but yeah,
1: get back to you you know you're working in Nando's. So yeah, working there, a few other jobs, like you know, a bit of retail at like country road, just did whatever I could at the time, <laughs> Yep. Um, and then it was wasn't until actually it was my the passing of my mother's father, so my grandfather from mm-hmm. that side. Yeah. Um brought me back up to Sydney for the funeral, of course. Yeah. And then connected with my uncle. So he has a brand here or had a brand here that was like since the eighties that was a fashion accessories brand. So kind of um came up, started talking to him and he then, then went back up to Queensland, I think, with mum just to spend a few days and then got a call and just, he said, look, do you want to come down and work for me? And I was at a stage where, you know, I had no commitments. I wasn't committed to anything. So I was like, yeah, I'll come down did, or come up, sorry, from Melbourne. Um, and then I did started working for him and it was um, amazing. Like he, he, he literally put me through the, from the bottom. So when I started there, I was working. He had a whole factory in Alexandria, so he was producing jewelry belts and handbags. shout out to Ryan's uncle Lang yeah. yeah He his brother yeah yep he um so he yeah he kind of basically put me in right at the bottom, like there was no favors, which at the time I was a bit you know. Disappointed about <laughs> but, but you know it was, it was In the end It was perfect I kind of just Worked my way through it And I got to learn The craft of like Jewelry Leather Yeah Everything from the bottom up So I worked mm. with um, Some incredible like Artisans who make You know Proper Italian Bag makers Oof. And mean, like One the of the Gucci? Saddle maker Yeah So I got Like got trained by A saddle maker And an Italian bag maker So this is like The, the, the one that made Gucci and all these uh... Yeah Probably don't think he quite was Gucci, but he wow. was, like, working for some, like, high-end Italian brands. Yeah, the
0: Italians, they love, they love, they love their brands. They yeah. love making...
1: And the classic, <clears throat> the classic craft. Yeah, like the way they're, they're, yeah. they serve.
0: And, like, not these dodgy ones in Flemme, they're Pat- like Paddy's yeah, Market. Whip it together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whip it together, just put the boom, and there's the sign, but... Yeah, I always noticed with Italians, they love their, you know, they're they're very crafty yeah, yeah, people, yeah. and they
1: take so much passion in their work. Yeah, and they, they they maintain the same the same kind of process. Yep. Which I I mean I guess that's also something within Fijian culture with the handicraft. It's yes, like, yes. It's something that's passed on. and They keep yep. it. It's a traditional way of producing and making, and that's kind of like learnt through generations and generations. Mm. So that was yeah. So that I mean that back to that that was basically the way I got into this so still at that time I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do so the plan there was to kind of just work for him and essentially take over the business in the end Um, so just yeah basically learning every aspect of the design jewellery handbags belts um, and then and then started just working the design with him and then that for 11 years mm. so I was there for like a solid 11 years which is amazing yeah um, and
0: for the, through yeah. those years because you you may have gained a lot of knowledge in regards Incredibly, to incredible yeah very like very the much. do's and don'ts yeah, yeah, the yeah, pros yeah. and cons yeah. who, do, who to go to who not to go
1: to yeah. you know who to yeah. watch out for those yeah. sort of in the yeah. yeah no it well, was I mean it's, it's you know it's something they can't teach you at uni it's like it's like being an apprentice you yeah. learn on the job yeah. you learn like in real time it's not a textbook. It's like, this is how yeah. it's done. This is physically doing it, which yeah. is, I think, such a benefit. There's Yeah, the, the, the,
0: the book smarts and the street smarts. Different thing, yeah. Yeah, different thing. Yeah, yeah, and, no, yeah. it's, it's amazing it's wonderful why you bring it because because one of my cousins, uh, shout out to another dog, um, um, you know, he was he's a concreter. Okay, yeah. And he's um, by, you know, he was, you know, hands on, it's on the job. Was nothing textbook, but in that he learned day by step by step in regards to, um, you know, concreteness, you know, and that's the same for yourself, being in an industry yeah, for 11 yeah. years, and knowing the ins and outs of how to do things, especially when it comes to, you know, craftsmanship, or yeah. you know, how to deal with items, how not to do shortcuts, yeah, yeah because yeah. at that point, you know, shortcuts, even though you did take the shortcut, but in the end run, the product won't be yeah. perfect, there'll be a because, crack in the concrete, yeah, you know? you'll be like, taking, yeah. because you yeah, took yeah, a yeah. shortcut, yeah. but he said as well, um... Ryan, you know, of course, with you, you know where you are now, uh, especially being in this studio. Sorry once again, I the gotta elevator. say that, yeah, the elevators. I the feel door. like you're waiting for it to open. And it's like to walk out, Ladies <laughs> talk, guys. It's like uh, it's like for me. This is where I am right now. So I'm in uh, Ryan's wonderful, um, wonderful studio apartment. It's like, um, it's like, it's like for me when I'm here now. It's like I'm in a, you know, like a, like a lair, like, like a bat cave, <laughs> you know, you know. I could see he has got his bat card, it could be. You know, you the bathroom bill yeah. you know, yeah. downstairs, but <laughs> no, it's just wonderful, focus because, you know, of course living here, living here in you know the heart of the heart of Sydney, the CBD, it's just, uh, it's amazing that of course with your business, you know, yeah, um, it's taking you, taking you places or so, but like, well, I'll take a photo after, but just seeing. What you have here with you know with your items here uh, especially pearls and of course you've got the tambour you got the top of mat um you know how you know of course with your 11 year work experience you know with your with your uncle and so but um what else what other
1: extra things have you gained or have you gained over the years oh, look since um i mean basically with my uncle that taught me most of the basics Mm. that gave me the general foundation of um and also I mean most importantly discovered that that I love doing this so that was obviously the first thing that's most important and then gave me the basic skills to kind of understand how it all works and then after 11 years when I left there then that's when I started to kind of seek out like next level of knowledge so Mm. understanding more precious jewelry and how to properly make things because I did I mean look i the The great thing about there was I, there was a whole team already implemented, a whole factory that could... I could say, like, for example, I want an earring that looks like this. Can you make it? Someone would make it. So when I left there, then it was up to me to work out, okay, how do I properly make this myself? So that's when I started really, I guess, developing my skill and understanding jewellery a lot more, like understanding the real technical side of, like, physically making because... I mean, for me, I'm I'm a maker. Like, a lot of people have brands that basically their designs consist of emailing a factory how to, that I want to make something that looks like this. For me, it's different. It's like I need to physically make something with my hands to know... I need to know how it's made and constructed before I hand it over for someone to produce. Mm. So that's, I guess... I mean, that's a difference. It doesn't happen much anymore in the industry. A lot of people, like build brands on which is i mean it's it's a valid way to build a brand but they build brands on i guess knowing they want an idea or a look of something and getting someone else to construct it whereas for me the importance is the fact that i can construct it i won't sell something if i don't know how to make it which has been like very much something i learned after leaving there not having that support of the whole factory to just do what i felt so that's been...
0: And it's, it's amazing that, you know, because you're talking from, from, in a way as well, because you're talking from like from a business perspective as well, eh? Yeah. Like, um, and also on top of that, you know, were there, you know, because in our last episode, I was just, you know, had an up, you know, with the uh, Sweet Bullet Cakes in regards to their business sets, how they went through it. Um, were there, in a way, in your in your humble beginnings, if I may say, right, were there sort of some setbacks or there's, you know, some times of... Uh, you know, t- trial
1: in times, especially during your first early days of starting your business. Very much. I mean, look, there was a, it was actually quite a weird start for me. I um, after I left that job of eleven years, I then went off and thought I could just kind of do like I did a bit of um contract work for other brands, mm. which was a nightmare because then it meant I needed to chase money and invoices, which is like definitely not a skill I have Mm. Um, or even like managing my own money definitely not a skill I have yep Um, so that the the initial start the initial start when I went off and thought things would just kind of like quite easily fall into place there was a big hurdle with that and then I was super lucky in the fact that someone like a celebrity wore a piece of mind alright say that again this is the this is the gist of it
0: because I remember you sharing this and uh The people you've mentioned, when you mention the names that have uh in a way that will display your 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 craftsmanship. Yeah. Um. These are the names, ladies and gentlemen. This is no jokey. Can especially go <laughs> on the Ryan store page? Mention the mention the people's names. They're gonna be surprised by these. Okay. Well, it starts. I mean,
1: it starts a, a little smaller. So the first, um, the very first. So yeah, just before I go into that. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so continue. <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry, you got sorry. me all pumped up. Like <laughs> on <the first laughs> uh, carry on, uh, Yeah. So we had. Um. So I was doing this, like working for other brands. Didn't really have the intention. Of launching my own label as yet. Mm. I knew that was like in, you know, that that was down the track that was going to happen. That was part of like what I was essentially going to do. But had just a few pieces I'd been playing around with some ear cuffs, so crystal ear cuffs. And it started by someone was in the back of a taxi with Lara Worthington, or used to be Lara Bingle.
0: ladies and gentlemen this is legit we're not this is legit if you want to see it you gotta go check it out on the Bryan store it's all there, Instagram yeah. this is the real deal this is not the like the Fijian style where you hear family they talk something You say, like, are they telling are they saying is this the truth or they just pulling their yeah. lips no,
1: look it, honestly it does sound like just a random story but it was um, a friend of mine was wearing one of my pieces to an event and they happened to be in the back of a taxi with Lara Bingle at the time. Um, so her, her name is Lara Worthington. And Lara, she's married to Sam Worthington. Oh, the actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go, ladies you and gentlemen. Go. Continue on. of trivia for you. <laughs> <laughs> so she, um, she saw it on my friend and then wore it, took it off her, wore it to the event. And then literally that night, my Instagram went crazy. Mm. She also like, she posted something on her Instagram and misspelt my name. But people still somehow found me it was incredible so whoa, whoa, whoa. She, she was she, I think she spelled it Ryan Storer with an A like S-T-O-R-A oh, so yeah yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean that's the thing people like I think it was also at a stage where Instagram was new so that kind of like people were insatiable they saw something a new thing and they went crazy and like I think within three days we were like I went from like having almost like no money to like just people like Wanting to throw money at me for this ear cuff that I'd done for her. Mm. So, from that, I mean, straight away, it was like then I was like, then funds started coming in for me to buy more materials. So, it's instantly invested it into more materials, made more styles, then came more celebrities. It was crazy. Then the next one was Nicole Ritchie. Yep, she went to the Met. Ball... The daughter of Lionel Richie. Of Lionel Richie, yeah. The Commodores,
0: yeah. All the older, the older, older generation you know the Commodores, the you Commodore. know. <laughs> all those, uh, all the remember, you know, you know, the artists and yeah. you know, all
1: that. they'll... Oh, yeah, true. I forget that the new generation wouldn't know. No, nah, they wouldn't <laughs> know the, <laughs> the Commodores, you know. So yeah, <laughs> not not the whole Commodores, the Commodores, the, the Commodores, yeah. Yep. Google it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So she she wore something to the Met Ball, which is like I mean one of the biggest fashion events in the world in mm. New York, and. That's when it kind of. That's when the craziness really started. Started people like throwing money at me. I couldn't even produce enough for the demand.
0: So in a way, it was sort of. A, it was sort of like you know this is your you know you've gone you've, you have made a hit yeah but that by making that hit it's
1: like it was hard for you to try and maintain that sort yeah. of you know because yeah I also didn't have like I've never I mean look I've never. Taken out a loan from the bank for this. I've never kind of like <clears throat> seeked money from family members. I just kind of like, as it came in, I did it. So it was like, we were very much running on exhausted resources. Mm. And it was like two people trying to like pump out as much as we could. So in saying as well, how many, you know,
0: when this, you know, there's only two people, how many hours a day were you working? I
1: just all of them wow <laughs> as much at the beginning as well because it was quite look it was there's a period before this happened that it was like really stressful like didn't mm. know if i could pay rent because on top of that on top of that as well because you, you're a small business yeah and you know the the,
0: the pro the, the the plus was you all right now you've got these clients due to that you know the but now, the downside is that now you've got to try and pump it out.
1: Yeah. You're working extra hours. You're, well, you're working every day. It's like, you know, it was, you're not con- sleeping. Yeah. It constant. It's like, yeah. yeah. In, like, the, in the beginning, it was fine because I was like, it was that kind of adrenaline, this whole excitement. Like, I mean, like, yeah. you know, seeing like someone like Nicole Richie wearing it to the biggest fashion event of the year, that's such a high that you want to just kind of like go and get excited. Um, and, but then from that, it was like, then, then just came more, it was like, then we had like, I mean, Beyonce, Rita Ora. Say, say that
0: name again. <laughs> 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 I was, the way you just say it casually, it's Beyonce and all that. But, you know, I want the, the listeners to see that, you know, you, you become successful in a way, not, you know, just as, not just as what you're promoted, but as an everyday Fijian. Yeah. But the thing is, you're, you're achieving in your own field. But they just you know you just say beyonce, beyonce
1: casually, yeah, yeah. so then, <laughs> go, ahead, Cass, yeah, go so ahead it was um I think I maybe not in this order, but it was um yeah, beyonce wore it, but the great thing about her was she wore it personally, it wasn't like loaned for a shoot or anything, it was like she got the piece and wore it, which for me meant a lot more, you know, a lot of people have p r agencies that will send their pieces to someone for a shoot or for a film clip or something, she physically bought it and wore it out. So she bought your product? And then wore it out. And then I... I mean, like, when I saw it, she didn't buy it, it would have been her stylist. I mean, it didn't say, like, Beyonce has made an order. It was, like, someone bought it from the US and that was clearly her stylist. Um, And then just saw, like, random photos of her out at a club wearing it. So I was like, I mean, for me, that that was probably the biggest moment where I was like, this is incredible. Like, this brand has got a life that's even out of my hands it's like going and like living its own life over there on mm. Beyonce's ear so for me that was like wow this is like really something yep um but and then it was and then from that I think then I don't even think it was the, I think it was Nicole Ritchie then I started getting like really big retailers like in London and New York contacting me wanting to stock and then I had like I mean I was so disorganized at the time I didn't I mean what all designers do a lookbook, which is like just like a catalog of all their pieces that they send with prices. Um, didn't have that, so I had buyers from like the biggest Net-a-Porter, which is like one of the biggest um, online retailers. They placed an order without even seeing the jewelry. They placed like this like massive, massive order, which kind of freaked me out because I knew I had to make it. <laughs> and then, um, and then, yes. Yeah, so that I mean, look, I, I, we got through it. Did it pushed through got it produced sent it to them it sold out in like two hours whoa sorry two days two days two Two hours hours sounds good two hours two days that's still deadly two two days I mean especially with that I mean it was units of like I think it was like the first order was units of like 500 a style yep so it was like a really big order sold out in two days reordered again similar quantity a bigger quantity sold out in maybe like four days wow reordered again And it just, I mean, this, and this was the the very first collection. So that was from that, that's allowed me to, I guess, get to this stage where I can, like, sit here with an elevator as a door. Yeah, elevator as a door, ladies and
0: gentlemen. (laughs) I know I've said this so many times, but, bro, when you're a Fijian, you don't see these sort of things where an elevator is on the islander. You don't see people with an elevator as their door no. i kid you not look hopefully if the cars allows me i can take a photo or yeah. take a video of me walking to the door which yeah. is another thing <laughs> but as well cars you know of course you know with the you know with the craftsmanship you produce you know in regards to you know these items we have in front of our, in front of us um, the pearls, where, of course, they all these most they come from Fiji, yeah?
1: Sabu Sabu, yeah. So yeah, Sabu are, Sabu. Sabu Sabu. These are um, J Hunter pearls. Wow. So they... um. A lot of touch of Yeah, go for it. Yeah, carry on. They, when was, well, it was probably one of my first trips um, with Bumbo, and... That's actually, that's considered a faulty pearl because of that map section, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, no, it's that, one of my favourite pearls. I love yep. that kind of imperfection on things. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. So when I went over there, just I mean, just look. I'm always looking out for materials, things. I mean, Fiji's been an inspiration to me, before I even knew it was an inspiration. Mm. So it was. It's always been part of like what I've been drawn to. So when I went there, obviously I went and looked for like any interesting materials I could find. And then it obviously came across this incredible brand, and um, yeah, got in got in touch with them, and then eventually started going over there and getting their pearls and did the, the first collection was a really basic one more along the lines of like this, which is like just a, I know you can't see, but it's like a little pearl drop on a hoop. Mm. Um, And then so did that, that went really well. I think also they've got a really strong kind of message of sustainability. They're very, I mean, the, for them, obviously in all Fijians, the ocean is incredibly important, mm. and important to maintain. Yeah. And like, to make sure that's you know, that's it's provided the country with everything. Yeah, for so long. True, so. very
0: true, very true. not only provide the country with everything, but you know, with the oceans in Fiji there's a story there's a story from every part of the yeah. islands where, you know, they share about the oceans. Yeah. And that's uh, no, amazing and also in that in that round, we've, um, you know, we're you're know getting we, we the pearls from Sabo Sabo. Have you, in a way, in the, does it help you, in a way, giving back to the community back in future? Very much, yeah. Yeah, very if much. Do you want to explain
1: further than that, Chris? Yeah, so, I mean, the, part of the reason, I, I mean, not only are they beautiful pearls, they've got colours that, you know, are incomparable to any other pearl from any other country, any other ocean. Um, the way the hunters have set up their pearl farms actually gives back directly to the community. Mm. So, I mean, obviously the, the pearls are sustainable and they're actually, they work as filtration systems, so actually are good to be in the ocean. They're actually yep. like filtering out any things that aren't, you know, any anything that's kind of stopping that pristine water from existing. But um, they do, so what they're doing is kind of, they, they've worked on a project to kind of ensure that, Savu Savu stays clean and they introduce like walkways, they've done a lot of clean ups of the area, they employ locals, they pump money back into the community, which is important. Mm. Especially that. It's I mean, they're a luxury brand in like a very small area. So a lot of people would just take and take and take from the ocean or take from resources yeah. and not give back. <clears throat> they definitely do. They, they they definitely contribute a lot to that town.
0: It's, it's one it's good you mentioned about, you know, the take take from the ocean. Like, for example, back in Fiji, you to fishing. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you've seen on the uh, personal that sometimes fishermen have been catching these, you know, massive, you know, the, the real massive fish. You know, there's big fishes, but, you know, in a way, you know, there's a, you know, they're probably the one, how can I put it? That there's a rarity of those sort of fish by taking all those it can lead to extinction yeah and it's wonderful how you mentioned that because as much as we love our seafood as much as we do you know as much we love the oceans back home by the way we've got to think about sustainability absolutely preserving and in a way for you know the future generations or the generations after to um you know follow on in regards to the seas because well, that's where we get all our food from you yeah outside know, the ti word of Kai from Kai, okay, yeah so it's it's wonderful you mentioned it ryan but as well bro um as well right you know like what what's amazed me is how you share from a business perspective like you know especially you know for yourself being a fijian and you know other fijians that are got businesses it's not it's not an overnight success. No. It takes time. There'll be some hard you know, there'll be some hard times, like as you mentioned, you know, at one stage you weren't sleeping at all. Yeah. Because you're maintaining your business, trying to keep it keep it afloat. Yeah. And of course now you see now you're, you're flourishing right now in your craftsmanship and displaying, you know, um not only just you know craftsmanship from here in Australia, but also, you know, the Fijian, you know, the Fijian artwork as well, the or the Fijian sort of influence yes. into your yeah. work. Um, in a way, Ryan, what you know? What advice would you give to you know those that may be listening regards to business from a business perspective? Um, like for example, what do you have? Um, what would you do to back back then to you know to inform others not to do? <clears throat>
1: Look, I guess in my field, basically. Like I mean, this applies mostly to what I do. Like I guess anything in the arts or anything creative. It's just, you've just got to go from your own point of view. Mm. You've got to, like, express your point of view. No one else is going to tell the same story as you can tell. Ah, all right. You know what I mean? You can't, like, don't worry about going and looking at what everyone else is doing. Don't try and compare yourself to other people. Yes, because comparison can be the death of It'll destroy you. It will, it will. Look at, there's been points even in my career after it became successful that I did. I got to a stage where I was like, do I need to be doing this? They're doing this. Do I need to compete with this? Mm. And they were the collections that I just really didn't like. I mean, because I was trying to do something that, for the sake of, also for fashion, it's like a, it's a vicious cycle. It's a wheel of, like, it has to be new, new, new all the time. They don't want to, like, see the old collections. They want new, new, new. So you get to a point where it's like you start doubting yourself and just kind of, like throw something out there for the sake of it that is along the lines of what everyone else is doing so you, you know, hopefully know that it'll sell um, they were some of my worst collections and moments and then after that I just kind of like pulled the plug on that idea and was just like, you know what I mean, no one's, I mean, no one's got the same perspective as me on Fiji no one's got the same perspective on me on like how I like to set a pearl so I was like trusting myself and just doing what felt right for me that's when things started just really not even I mean didn't even change the success necessarily it was more just like I felt at ease with what I was doing Mm. and I loved what I did again you know what I mean I felt that passion again so for me that was important so I guess yeah I guess the moral of the story is like listen to yourself like trust yourself
0: yeah and don't compare yourself with others with others
1: Awesome. And pay your taxes. Oh, right. (laughs) Shout out to the
0: Australian Taxation Office ATO. You heard my cousin say, (laughs) pay your taxes, everyone. Pay your taxes. (laughs) Oh, man. That's a good idea, man. Hopefully, uh, Paul, Paul, Paul Hogan is hearing this. (laughs) <laughs> 'Cause I think you still in millions of taxes yeah. in regards to but anyway as well, cause you know, we're gonna finish up in regards to family. Yeah. I I know we mentioned the beginning, but the reason why I want to finish up on this is because uh now level. You yes. know? Uh, so, so to those of me been to once again now level she's one of the, the eldest from um, the elders in the family. Um I'm related to her from my mother's mother's grandmother's side. So the reason why I'm saying is this because this year was uh, she turned she turned 90, 90. The big nine zero ninety nine decades. And you know, I remember seeing a photo of you, uh, Ryan, and I think you. It was you, Kale. It was like all the story, the store family. Because now level when I think it was a couple of years ago, before Corona and all that. There was this he, this family photo in Tamavua. Yes, with Naurungua, Namua yeah. and all that. Um, you know, looking back then, hopefully I don't start, start um start getting emotional here or if not someone's cutting onions um outside <laughs> what um you know what you know, looking back then cars and then now especially with our level living at 90 um how how has it shown you what has it taught you what is it so what have you seen in regards to that especially with family of course you mentioned community you mentioned about bumbo you know you mentioned about you know dad and your uncles and that from yeah. a jury perspective and you know the pigeon perspective but back to the Fijian perspective, what have you seen? You know, you no. Know, you could take yourself back to that night in of war with that family
1: yeah, gathering. Yeah. What can, what, you know, What have you taken from that? Yeah, look. Especially from as the years have gone by. I, yeah, absolutely. Like especially in comparison to the first trip I told you about. At, yeah. Like what was say, seventeen, eighteen? Yeah. Um, let's say eighteen because I was drinking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then this one, it was a very, very different situation. Like I mean, I was meeting family that. I had never met. Mm. And walking into a home full of, like, you know, I think there was, like, 30 people there. Yep. People I'd never met before. and Like, not even really known that much about that side. As soon as I went there, it was just, like, all love. Unconditional love. It was amazing. It was, like, like, a spiritual moment where you just feel full in a place that you didn't know needed to be filled. Mm. It was really, like... I mean, it was it was emotional, and then even like the, the sebo sebo with the um when we were sitting down doing that, I didn't understand a word that was spoken, but I felt every word that was spoken. Yeah, it's just, it's just something. I mean, it's just something. When everyone's sitting around in a circle, you feel, you feel it. You feel people around you. You feel like when even when you enter the country, you feel it. It's just like. There's something that you can't explain, and that's what that's what draws me to it, and that's what drew, you know, that's what used to pull me into my design that I didn't even realize that was there. I didn't even realize I felt that part missing until I experienced that moment in Tamavua. Yep. and that, I mean, that for me is like something that I will never forget. That moment, just incredible, incredible. It is. It's just that sense of community, even with people. <laughs> carry on, <laughs> carry on. Cause Even with, um, I mean, people you're meeting for the first time, it's just unconditional love, and that's incredible. It's awesome. an incredible thing. Wonderful,
0: wonderful, cuz. Because I remember the first time I met you was, I think, last year or so. I know, because I remember you met mom first, and I, I haven't met you before, but I remember meeting you, I think, last year or so. Yeah. And I remember when I saw you, and sorry to pull. You were in like a, you know, trend navy blue, everything black, you know. And I'm like to myself, bro, my is this my cousin? Or is this like Jason Bourne? Yeah. Is, he, is he being stalked or something? Uh, but from, <laughs> but the same, cause never judge a book by its cover. But no, just seeing that, um, you know, just by meeting you then and you know, catching up and sending me those uh, documents in regards, you know, from the grand, you know, from mom's side, especially with the missionary yeah, coming yeah. to P G and um. It just shows, you know, you know, how far you've come or how far we've come as a family or as a community. And, you, you know, you're succeeding in your own field. Yeah. But, it's, you know, to finish off on the high note, because, you know, I've got the Man Rushmore. So I believe there's... So I know there's only four in the actual Man Rushmore, but yeah. there's five. Which five faces would you put or five people that have influenced you over the years would you put on your Man Rushmore?
1: Oh, wow. Um, look, for me... I mean, for me, I would love to see, like, not, not to get too political, but I would love to see, like, um, indigenous American faces there. I mean, from, from you,
0: like, you know, so <laughs> that's awesome. But I mean, from you, like, would it be like putting no level up there? Okay, yeah. yeah. All right,
1: yeah. Let's get cute about yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, definitely, yeah, no level. Um, a tour? I mean they they're always side by side, so they've got to yeah. be there. And
0: they're still going strong. Yeah. Does he still have his long balls? He
1: he has them. He doesn't play them. Yeah. <laughs> I still remember those long balls yeah. every time you come. Yeah. But they're still arguing like they always have. It's like <laughs> this 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 bickering that's like almost it's like sitting there watching a sitcom. It's incredible. <laughs> Everybody it's good, loves Raymond. Lo- yeah. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah, literally, it's pretty much. They're they're very that. It's awesome. like a CG version of that. <laughs> um, awesome, bro. Yeah, look, it would have to be them. I guess my my parents. Yep. They've influenced me in two very different ways, very different people. Yeah. Like my parents um, divorced when I was quite young, but mm. still both brought a lot to my life awesome, in different man. ways. Awesome, man. That's
0: wonderful, bro. And
1: you've got one more. you got... Look, I'll throw Kale in there. Just- <laughs> 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 I was just going to say... I was
0: going to say... I can saying leave please yeah. put please put Kale. Yeah, please. it's going to be Kale. Yeah. All right, so there you go, ladies and gentlemen. So... That's um, Ryan's man Rushmore and yeah, so you've got the grandparents, the parents and you've got a good old cow, The Cal. family shrine. The family yeah. shrine. And then I'll be with binoculars watching it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Kaz, thank you so much. Pleasure. Thank you so much for the talk. Thank you so much for starting off season four of Everyday Peejins. I love it. Um, it's just wonderful, man. Uh, once again, you know, uh, not just as a guest, but as a family member that is achieving in your, your own field. And it's just wonderful to see how far you've come and you're just an everyday Fijian sharing the everyday story. So once again, Ryan, Vinaka Ba well, man. man. So ladies and gentlemen, um we just concluded. So you've just heard Ryan's story. So you may be the same as well. Hopefully if you're starting the business, you may be down that road as well thinking what you know, how do I start? You know are there gonna be hard times? So I do hope that in a way Ryan has shared his insight from his perspective of starting business and there'll be hard times, but look. There may be a break, you know, during your, you know, I mean, like a big break in a positive way, just as Ryan did with Lara Worthington. So you may be the case on your own field. So once again, you know, thank you, uh, thank you, we've for joining the podcast. And thank you all to those listening. Once again, season four has started, our first episode, and hopefully many more down the track for season four. So this is my colleague, Cruz Dandre signing out with Mr. Ryan here. Take care, all the best. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Here from Sydney, Australia, take it easy, all the best, ni some more there.